Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning in to episode 139 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. While my dad had a handful of polka records, I had at least heard of the songs and the musicians on them. Not this one. In fact, I'll have to use the album cover to uh, cover the info I usually do on each episode. The internet not only had no idea who the band leader was, but had no idea who wrote any of the music. But that doesn't matter. This music always means there's fun to be had. So, get ready to hear music that had its origins more than a century and a half ago in Volume 139, Party Polkas. Thank you. 
It's Wally Matic and his polka faces with Coal Bucket Polka. Okay, why this record for this episode? Because it's been way over a year since I've pulled out a polka album from my dad's collection, and I remember this cover from one of the regular stacks that was always near the living room record player. So thanks to playing Frankie Yankovic in episode 70 of this show, we now know that Cleveland, the big city near where I grew up, is a polka town. But almost every big and small city in the state of Pennsylvania can make that claim, so much so that they barely care about who was playing it or who wrote the music. I couldn't find any info about the band leader or the music that was recorded on this album. But I always enjoyed watching my parents dance to this music. Now a polka that I hope I pronounce right. I don't want to offend anybody. It's the Capusta Polka. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Wally Maddock and his Polka Faces, 
Polkas for Parties. It's on the Design Records label number DLP 34. It's a vinyl LP album mono format, was released in 1957. Its genre is folk, world, and country, and its style is polka. I also want to acknowledge the cover photo by Ed Moore. We will hear eight of the 14 songs on this album, and I will read the first long paragraph of the liner notes, which seems to have been written by an unnamed exec at Design Labels. I think there is no better icebreaker at a home party than a polka. There, I've said it, and I'm glad. I've never seen an unhappy face on anyone dancing this most rollicking of all dances. Try it for yourself. Before you play the first track on this album, hum any polka that you might know to yourself. Feel better? You must. There is something about a polka that is like a spiritual pick-me-up. I can recall in my oh-so-distant youth visiting friends up in Derby, Connecticut, a little town up in the Nagatuck Valley, and watching while the older folks danced the afternoon away to the tune of an accordion, two fiddles, and a drum. This was Sunday afternoon on the town green, and this was their way to howl, polka after polka after polka. I don't know how their legs stood up under it. These were hardy people, down-to-earth Americans with their roots in Poland. I didn't give much thought to the polka after that afternoon until the day many years later at Camp Lee, Virginia, when, while dancing at the officer's club, I gently slammed into the commanding general of the post and deposited him on the dance floor. What were we dancing? The polka, of course. The worst part of the whole affair is that I was laughing so hard I couldn't help him up. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. Well, it was only sold once there on July 14th, 2020 for $5.48. There are 15 more on sale. eBay had copies from $1 to $12, and Amazon had a copy for, get this, $185, which has been on sale since February of 2010. My dad's record is in poor condition. Lots of crackles. Even with a clean, relatively new, de oh, new needle, it sounds really mushy. The cover is in poor condition. Lots of wear and some tear, uh, slight tearing along the edges, but not enough for my dad's famous black electrical tape. He's got his address label on the front cover. It's an older label, or I'm sorry, it's covering an older label, so I know he had this record for a long time. I will value my dad's vinyl at a buck. Next up, no, I don't want a cracker. I'm gonna leave you now. 
spinning my dad's vinyl. That was the Mama Daddy Polka, and before that we heard Pretty Polly Polka. Okay, here's where I do the bio, but I could find absolutely nothing on the internet about the band leader for the Polka Faces, but there is something on the back cover liner notes, and so I'll use that. Wally Maddock is a native Pennsylvanian. His father, a soft coal miner, decided that Wally would never set foot in the mines. It was difficult in those days for a miner's family to do more than eke out a living from meager wages and seasonal layoffs in the mines. But John Maddock was a determined man. Wally was one of the few boys in his community to finish high school and attend a university. He chose Bampton because it was a small school and offered excellent courses in music. When he graduated, old John wanted Wally to go on to New York and study at Juilliard, but economy and John's poor health were more than Wally could psychologically cope with, and he decided that the time had come for him to start adding to, rather than depleting, the family coffers. He started a small polka group, and it first played only local family parties and such. Soon the group became first neighborhood, then town, and finally regional favorites. Wally enlarged them and is now probably the most important orchestra of its type in the state. 
Now let's move on to two more from Wally. And even with being a Browns fan, I won't say anything derogatory about the title of this next one. Spinning my dad's vinyl.
That was Dapper Dan Polka. And before that, we heard Pittsburgh Polka, although it was spelled without the H at the end for some reason. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with the origin of the music and the dance. Polka is a dance and genre of dance music originating in 19th century Bohemia, now part of the Czech Republic. Though associated with Czech culture, polka is popular throughout Europe and the Americas. The term polka referring to the dance is derived from the Czech word polka meaning Polish woman. A Czech cultural historian also attributes the term to the Czech word puka or half, referring to both the half tempo or two-four time and the half jump step of the dance. The word was widely introduced into the major European languages in the early 1840s. The polka's origin story first appears in the periodical Bohemia in 1844, in which it was attributed to a young Bohemian woman named Anna. Her music teacher, Josef Neruda, noticed her dancing in an unusual way to accompany a local folk song called Uncle Nimra Bought a White Horse in 1930. Now, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Czech version of that. The dance was further propagated by Neruda, who put the tune to paper and taught other young men to dance it. By 1835, this dance had spread to the ballrooms of Prague. From there, it spread to classical music hub Vienna by 1839, and in 1840 was introduced in Paris by Johann Rabe, a Prague dance instructor. It was so well received in Paris that its popularity was referred to as polka-mania, The dance soon spread to London in 1844, where it was considered highly fashionable and was also introduced to America. It remained a popular ballroom dance in America, especially with growing Central, North, and Eastern European immigrant groups until the late 19th century. And I would argue until this present day, it's very popular in some pockets of the U.S. still. And we still dance to this music at every wedding I've ever been to. And one I miss seeing my mom and dad dance too. Okay, time for a party.
It's the Block Party Polka. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. You would think that polka music would be out of place in an Italian household, but not ours. It was one of the dances my parents loved to do and what I would even attempt at the right wedding. It was also the music my grandmother and one of her sisters loved to play on the organ. Polka was also connected to the first radio station I worked for, WBBG in Cleveland. I had attended the Ohio School of Broadcast Technique, and during my admission interview, I was asked what type of music station I do not want to end up at. My answer was opera and polka. Little did I realize that not even a year later, I would end up being the engineer and fill-in host for the most popular polka show on the radio in Cleveland, and maybe the nation, the Paul Wilcox Polka Nightcap Show. And now, we'll cap this show off. Ligo Rock Polka. And there you have selections from a collection of polka songs I've never heard of. So thanks for tuning into volume 139, Party Polkas, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. 
I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 140, The Magic Horn. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. Thank you.